Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. As you see by the picture, I have sent the money you requested. It should be there any day now. It's an envelope that says Olga, then Orenburg, Russia. And, uh, and you drew a fake stamp on it. No <laughs> postal or zip code. Mm-hmm. She said, are you laughing at me? <gasps> what nonsense did you write to me? Do you think I'm stupid? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. What is even more offensive to me, you will find a new girl and you will tell her what I would like to hear. To whisper tender words into her ear, to hold her in your arms and receive mutual caresses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does she see a relationship as just people whispering in your ear all and day? And making pancakes with condensed milk. Oh, you like you like the mushy center? You like that? I'm gonna bite into it. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Are you stupid?" Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Are you stupid?" Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Dear Olga. Dear Olga. Go f- yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's my final suggestion: we split the difference and meet in London. No visas required. That's good. Okay. Or scrap. Or alternate plan. Alternate. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that Stanley Cup means a chaperone, and it's from those guys. When <laughs> Messier would take it to the Bruin Inn, you know, all hell would break loose. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light. You like the mushy center? <laughs> Dance. Dance. One month. Oh, is my mic on? Hello? There we go. One month to go till our summer vacation. It's June 18th. Monday, June 18th. There we go. Yeah, just a reminder, we'll be off, what, the 20th of July, and we'll be back the week of Labor Day. We tried to convince uh, producer Tim, let's take two months off, but uh, he does not like people working less. I was told, and producer Tim is going to be so mad when he hears me say this on this podcast, that producer Tim's in charge of keeping track of our vacation days. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So all we have to do is bribe producer Tim, and we can get twice the vacation. Now, what could we bribe Tim with? Uh, less auto- work, but he doesn't want to do less work. An autographed picture of Michael Bay. Maybe. Or, uh, like, yeah, so yesterday, we, everything was done. We did the show on Sunday, and everything was done, wrapped up around 10 o'clock, and we said to Tim, Tim, let's tape the show now. Because we go live at midnight. We go live at midnight. Let's, let's tape the show now. We'll play it at midnight. Give everyone an early night. He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. We have to... Pay the closed captioner more. Pay captioner more So we said, let's pass the hat around. We literally said we would pay for it. Because what's that person? Max making $40 an hour? Maybe more? I don't know. I hope they're making more. I'd even go to $100 an hour. Say they were making $100 an hour. It's one hour. We'll cover it. We would cover that and more. That's not the way it works. (laughs) Those dollar dollar bills, y'all. So Tim wouldn't do it. Oh. We said, Tim, it's for the morale. But I think Tim thinks that, Tim thinks when he's producing a show that it's his own money <laughs> that's being used for the show. Like, he doesn't understand how it works when you work for Bell Media. You're just pro- being paid pr- to produce. He's like, that'll blow up the budget. 
We did. What's our budget? $50? Can I see the budget? No chance. I'm not paying a captioner. <laughs> now sit there for three I'll hours. caption it. <laughs> wow, let's not go that Give far. Give me a keyboard. <laughs> That's, that would be amazing. Because you would, you would totally lose focus. and Kid for- dreams at lunch time. <laughs> you'd forget what you were saying. <laughs> oh, jeez, sorry. I hit the oh. microphone there. That's my bad. That's all good. Uh, hey, you were at the U.S. Open, the United States Open Championship, 118th edition at Shinnecock Hills. How did it go? Great, great time. Uh, I think we saw 10, 10 shots live. <laughs> really, uh, really took advantage of it, didn't you? <laughs> we had fun, though. But you're standing, so we are like, 20 feet away from Rory, 20 feet away from Phil. And they're hitting it into a green because we're like right where they uh, they landed their uh, their drives. I can't see where the ball's going. To me, the joy of watching live golf is standing behind the players on the tee. Yeah. I love to watch pro golfers tee off and just marvel at the amazing, mm-hmm. like the flight of the ball. It's low. It's It's so straight. It's so beautiful. Um, other than that, I could take her leave. So, we heard uh, horror stories about the traffic. First day, <sighs> Webb, Webby, who's been on the podcast, uh, Steve Webb, um, he found an entrance in which, at one point, we were off-roading through another golf course. People were playing golf, and we were driving on a service road. I'm like, ah, I, I guess he knows where he's going. We pulled up to a parking lot. At a gate that another, no other humans had ever entered in that day. They were like, we woke the people up. Hmm. So we had zero traffic getting there. So we went in and enjoyed a bit of golf. Then realized beer sales got cut off at 530. So that put a damper on things. Got to get out of there quick. (laughs) Got to get out of there as quick as you can. But you made it into the Fox suite. That's right. On day two, um, we we hooked up with with someone from Fox. They said, yeah, just text uh, Larry, one of our old bosses. And we get in there. He said, yeah, come on in. See the executive. So I told the guys. I was with three other gentlemen. Um, I said, let's go in for three drinks max. We don't want to overstay our welcome, and we'll get the hell out of here. They're like, okay, good plan. We're going in. And you said this because you had seen there were some Fox executives that we used to work That's for. right. And I don't want to burn bridges. I don't want them to say like, oh. Well, those have already been burned. So who cares? <laughs> O'Toole and those guys eh, took an advantage of by these guys. So anyway, one drink in, we turn around. Everyone is gone except for 10 people. Everyone. And this this is not a suite at like a hockey game. This was the size of a hockey rink. This this uh, hospitality tent. So you move into Orono, everything shuts down. <laughs> you walk into the hospitality tent, everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> at what point do you start... To wonder if you're the problem. No, we were just hanging in the corner by ourselves, and then we're like, "Okay, well, let's just uh, let's just saddle up in front of this TV." We had to keep reminding ourselves the players are right behind us. Mm-hmm. There, there's Kepka right there. He just walked past. And we're like, "Ah, I can see a shot better here mm-hmm. on this TV." Uh, so yeah, we uh, we. Uh, so you watch the U.S. Open from a TV inside a tent at the U.S. Open. <laughs> Yeah, saw our good friends Bernie, Bernie Kim, who's been on the podcast. He was there. You may remember Bernie from of Bernie's Fever Dreams fame. 
Bernie's he was fever going to, dreams. He's currently on a plane back to L.A., so he can't be on the podcast today. Maybe we can get him on next week to talk. And Holly Saunders, who's been on the podcast, we also saw her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saw Bob Weeks there. Weeksy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's about it. Sounds like a pretty... Hamptons. Uh, pretty white, good weekend? Whitest place on earth. Yeah, pretty white. Yeah. A lot of uh, shorts with dress shirts. A lot of those. Shorts with long sleeve dress shirts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I... I know what you're talking. It's a preppy part of the United States. A lot of striped belts. A lot of uh, lot of polo, Ralph Lauren stuff. Oh yeah. A lot of uh, what's the other one? Brooks Brothers. Tons of Brooks Brothers stuff there. Like everyone looked like they just stepped off a yacht. Yes, right. Per- because they probably did. <laughs> That's that yacht life, y'all. <laughs> it's that yacht life, y'all. So I flew there with a. I'm a former farmer. I flew there with a current farmer, so we fit right in. Farm boys. Uh, so is that your last uh, golf event for a while? Seems like you're you're better served to just to just stay home. No, it was fun. Like we hung out at Webby's by the pool and went to nice. Well, we only ate twice. Yeah, Webby had to. Who is your uh, Who's your traveling companion? Guy, our producer from Korea. <laughs> we ate once. I'll Day never, two. I'll never forget when, when you finally had had it with Guy <laughs> in Korea because he wouldn't stop to eat ever, and we passed like fast food joints. He so literally we'd be like, said, "That would be fine." He said, "There's no time to eat," and, and you and finally you're like, "Guy, we f- need to eat." <laughs> Where is the banana hot dog? <laughs> we watched that. We were talking about Esatikinen. We watched that on the way to the U.S. Open. I showed them the banana hot dog. Oh, Esatikinen. What a guy. He went to the Bruin Inn, I bet, with the cup. So, yeah, if you can get free passes. Like, I, I would <laughs> not pay to go to a U.S. If you, Open. If, as long as you can get in free and then, get, and then talk your way into a broadcaster's suite... <laughs> Then I recommend the United States Open. Otherwise, do not go. <laughs> yeah. But was there any tension in the Fox suite? Like, was there like, ooh, what, uh, what are you doing here? No. Are you here to kill us? <laughs> no, everyone was fine. Everyone's like, hey, what's going on? And then they all did the, uh, hey, hey we'll right back. Stop <laughs> like one, you were saying one of the guys, we won't mention his name, but one of the guys, what did he say? He walked He's up. He's like, hey. Just got to go see these people. I'll be right back. I'm like, we will not see that guy again. Yeah, we did not see him again. Like he everyone's, left. Everyone's trying to avoid you. You need to make it your goal to go. You should be at the World Cup now and trying to get into the Fox suite at, in Moscow. Like, you need to make it your goal to go to every event that Fox broadcasts and talk your way into all the suites and just make it uncomfortable for everyone there. Well, one of the executives was uncomfortable because the three guys I was with, they all were like, over six feet and like over 200 pounds. So <laughs> one exec said like, oh, you, you guys the muscle? So uh, they like chuckled and then we were standing at the bar and he was next to us and someone like was beside him and said something. And they're like, you want us to take him out? <laughs> and I think they scared him. Yeah. Because he thought they were serious. That's when he left. Right. As well. So basically you brought some goons in. <laughs> So if you want a hospitality suite cleared out, call Toolsy. Yeah. He'll bring his pals. (laughs) (laughs) If you're you're finding your hospitality suite at whatever event you're attending is getting a little crowded, call Dan O'Toole.
He'll arrive with three <laughs> friends who look frightening and promptly clear the place out within 10 to 15 minutes. And one catch, he'll drink all your booze afterwards. <laughs> That's right. There was no 5.30 cutoff there. The lady's like, you drink until you want to, and then we'll all leave together. So you, ne- the, you never left. <laughs> No, when the final golfers walked by, we're like, eh, I guess we got to get out of here now. <laughs> I guess the event is over, <laughs> so should we leave? That is amazing. So, yeah, it was I like uh, that, a fun time. I like that. Uh, and Webby built bunk beds, adult bunk beds, so we all stayed in bunk beds. So he actually built them? Yeah. With his own two hands? Handy guy, Webby? Yeah, I was, was a bit worried that I might end up dead. But I what, didn't. Did he just have an extra room available? In the basement. Did the, the full basement. All bunk beds. <laughs> Wait, so... I'm kidding. Is he running, like, a camp? No, no, it's for events like this. He wants, like, guys' weekends. He kicks the family out and says, right. Yeah, we're taking over the house. See, that's the dream right there. And that's actually the dream for his wife and children, too, because they know that nobody's going to be staying in their rooms Correct. and ruining them. Yeah, so that's actually pretty a pretty nice compromise, actually, if well, you have the room. He's got it all figured out. Toolsy, that's what you need to do uh, in your place, in Orono. Get a boys' weekends up there. But my basement is close to 200 years old, and it would be terrifying to sleep down there. Uh, finished? No, there's like uh, rocks from a long time ago. So it'd be like sleeping in a cave. Yeah, Kind of like a, a cave sleeps. <laughs> Dan O'Toole's Cave Sleeps. Make your way up to Orono. Bring your flashlight. Yeah. And watch out for bats. And voles. So, cave sleeps. This could be a big part of the Orono... Experience? Yeah, the tourism experience. Go to the bakery, hit up the the vintage store, and then sleepy time at Dan's basement. Meanwhile, uh, your weekend... You you witnessed a very large fire. I was at, I live in, um, I guess, adjacent to the Little Italy area of Toronto, Dan. And this weekend was the taste of Little Italy. Taste of Little Italy. Uh, so lots of uh, uh, linguine. <laughs> well, I posted a picture. It was really meant for you, because I know you love the rice balls. Oh, the yeah. arancini. Yeah, it was rice balls and ice balls. Rice balls and ice balls. That's what you got at that one stand. And it was going great. Everything was great. They had the bouncy castles. They had everything you get in a street festival. Men feed my mouth. That was happening. There was lots of men around with things to feed you with. And it seemed like it was scorching hot. And we're walking down the street, and there's there's like a Middle Eastern... Because Little Italy's got Italian restaurants, but it's got everything now. And there's a Middle Eastern uh, shawarma place called Ghazali. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And it's a chain. But it's a really good one. It's a, it's a, they make great shawarma and stuff. I go there all the time. And I walk by there. There's two picnic tables in front. They don't have a patio or anything, but everybody puts you know a couple of chairs out in front so people can sit out. And the picnic tables were full. And I said to my wife, I said, I said to my wife, I said, my wife, man, even they, Ghazali's doing good. Even they're doing good today. Like everyone's doing great. I was in such a good mood. Like, ah, good for them. Because I always worry about small businesses. Correct. I'm like, God, Ghazali's doing great. And then I walked, I kid you not, I walked maybe 50 more steps. I turned around, and Ghazali was on fire. Like it was burning. 
Like, I shouldn't be laughing. But it was, like I just said, they were doing great. And then a, two minutes later, it's burning to the ground. Is, it, is everyone okay? Yes, everyone's okay. fine. Everyone's fine. That thing is the business next to it. The fish store. The fish store. Literally, it's called the fish store. It also burned. Oh. So that put a damper on Taste a Little Italy. A little smoky Did they have to close fire. everything down? Well, they, in typical College Street fashion, they're like, just widen the swath. It's, uh, don't, don't go near the fire, but go to the other restaurants down the street. So I've got some others to get to. What was the cause of the fire? Do we know this? No idea. But I do know that then we got to the end of college and there's like a big Italian orchestra. And the guy was like, come to our side. Come to our side of college. We're not burning here. <laughs> I was like, wow, too soon. Seems a bit too soon. Too we don't know if anyone's suffered. So thankfully, no one did. That was my, uh, that was my Sunday. Oh, terrifying. God, that is terrifying. We got, the, we got the kid out of there. We left. Went home to drink our own beer. Think about what had, had happened. But everything's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine for our first guest as well. Um, it's our friend, Tulsi. It's Julie Stewart Binks. That's right. She uh, appeared on several podcasts in, uh, in the Fox days. She appeared on a Canadian podcast i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so and she is canadian so i think people know that by now but maybe they don't she's from the she's from toronto she's a toronto girl cut her uh, broadcasting chops in regina in the giant ctv regina and then she came to fox with us and she was there for about the same amount of time that we were there i think maybe a little less she was supposed to be on the podcast a few weeks ago we called her she did not answer yeah so we'll get the the scoop there and currently she's sitting on a dock in the Muskokas. That's uh, right. Which is uh, Ontario's cottage country. She's well, one of them. I also am from a cottage country, but it's the, it's, uh, you're the from, less expensive. Area. You're from the Kawarthas. Mm-hmm. That's why I always think that you don't love cottages, because you grew up in cottage country, so it's not special to you. It just, it's just like whatever. You're just like, eh. I saw a... Uh, a video or a picture from where Binksy's at right now in the hot tub looked beautiful. Oh, maybe Binksy. Binksy. Maybe Binksy will invite you up. Binksy? What's, what's going on up in the Muskokas? <laughs> hey, fellas. Great to be on the pod. Um, things are going very well up in Muskoka right now. Obviously, we've been um, swinging a lot of rosé over the last couple of days. And uh, as you just mentioned, I know, Dan, you're a big hot tub guy. Big hot tub we, guy. Big, big hot tub guy. Yeah, we had a lot of hot tub beers today. Even though it was raining, it was like the perfect atmosphere. So, uh, I mean, uh, if you play your cards right, maybe you'll, you'll get up to Big Papa Stewart's cottage this summer. We'll have to see. Oh, okay. boy, Binksy. Like that sounds, sounds like an invitation. Yowzers. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it sounds like a series of tests that Dan will have to complete if he completes them, maybe he gets up here. I love this I'm idea. I'm already losing interest. Do we, <laughs> do, we have any, uh, do we have any idea what kind of tests we'd like to put Dan through? Because this sounds like something I would enjoy and Dan would not. Oh, yeah. I think my dad has a lot of ideas of tests he wants to see Dan get through before he's able to get into our hot tub. Oh, I thought you were going mean. oh. to say get into <laughs> and then you pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. we'll keep a PG okay. is, on the old PSN pod here, I guess. I don't know what you guys are at these days, but... Get, uh, 
Get into your hot tub sounds like a euphemism for something way more exciting than getting into I your hot tub. I think that's you, Jay. I think that's you suggesting that, but no, it might be, you know, because I think, um, Jay, didn't you suggest Dan and I go to Amsterdam this yeah. summer, maybe? Dinksy, I'm so glad you brought this up. So, of course, uh, as, <laughs> as our podcast listeners know, and as I explained to Binksy as, as I was asking her to come on the show, I've been trying to convince Dan to, to take a solo trip to Amsterdam this summer. And Binksy, I know you just took a solo trip to Barcelona, and you had a hell of a time. So there's no reason why, A, you can't give them some advice about traveling, but even better, you hop on a plane together after you get out of that hot tub that you're in for a couple of days, and, and you fly over to Amsterdam, and you guys just have the time of your lives. Well... I mean, I think that's the better idea because I can't imagine Dan traveling by himself, honestly. I think it would be... Why? I used to go to Vegas all the time by myself. Vegas is very different, but like, I just don't see you in a foreign country with people that don't speak English and you having to be social and like talk to people and try to like speak in a different language and well, go out of your comfort zone i would agree all. with like, you i, I would agree with that. you binksy you're you're right about all those things about dan but the great thing about uh the <laughs> netherlands is that they speak better english than we do in canada so dan wouldn't have okay. to worry about that he and then they're so approachable and they love canadians and they have all that terrific marijuana um, everything yeah, would be... it's, and, and it's right up Dan's alley with all the weed there, too. Yes, so yes. that's perfect. Exactly. When it becomes legal. Yeah, yes. Correct. <laughs> 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 Only when it becomes legal. Correct. Yes, yes. I might exactly. sample it. So, then. Binksy, what um, do you think? Are, are we in here? Is, do we have a, a trip booked? Should we call up WestJet well, I mean, Vacations? I... Yeah, Jay, I got nothing else to do this summer. I've yeah, what's going on with to you? Find things to keep myself busy at this point. Because you were uh, at well, bar, you are at Barstool, and then yeah. that's no longer mm-hmm. happening. What are you doing now? You're still in New York City. Yes. Well, um, my yes, I was with Barstool, and it ended just like your marriage did, Dan. Uh, it was it was uh, just wasn't the right fit. Let's talk about this. Was it um, was it a mutual parting of the ways, Binksy? Would you describe it like that? Yes. Yeah. It was very mutual. We just we we had a great time together. We'll have plenty of memories that will fill our timelines for years to come. Uh, we just weren't. The right people to be in that relationship. But I don't know, Bixie, because Jay and I, we've talked about this. We even talked about it on the podcast, and we enjoyed your show. It was a very podcast-esque show. I would text you, Bixie. I would listen on the way to work and say, I I thought it was a really nice fit for you. Like, it seemed like you were having a great time, and it was funny, and... Well, I appreciate that. And also, it was, you know, it was funny. It was, I was talking about Dan one day on the show without mentioning his name, just like a story that happened to my quote unquote friend. And then Dan actually texted me like more info based on like what had happened to him in a certain situation. I was like, wow, that's so crazy that Dan's listening right now. And I'm actually talking about him. That's right. Um, I'd listen after dropping my kids off. I'd pop you on uh, (laughs) and uh, listen the whole way home. Yeah, we had, we had a good time. Um, yes, it's too bad it ended, uh, and I'm just gonna I'll just leave it at a very okay. So now here's um, another question: We know you're a, you're a massive soccer fan. How much yes. um, FOMO do you have not being at the World Cup? Oh, Dan, you know, first of all, like I have FOMO about everything in the entire world. Like <laughs> you guys know that. 
I have FOMO about not being in a shady hotel in Russia right now. Like, <laughs> I wish I was back in Sochi eating, like, warm yogurt and drinking so much that yeah. I was basically having panic attacks on the ride home from Russia. Well, uh, Binksy, was- let me stop you there, because Dan, we just discussed the fact that Dan was at the United States Open in Shinnecock over the weekend and mm-hmm. talked his way into the Fox suite and basically drank all their booze. And I'm just thinking now, oh. why don't you make it your mission? Uh, you make it your mission to talk your way into the Fox suite in Moscow and just head over there yourself. I mean, it's not a bad idea. First of all, congrats, Dan. That's great. I, I appreciate that move. That's like a vet move. And um, they probably thought you still work there somehow, but you were just like <laughs> put on FS. Yes, 100%. Oh, FS2. Uh, <laughs> FS2. <laughs> Binksy, what, what's going on with your phone? What's going on there? Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. I, was, I was laughing a lot. And oh, okay. I was hitting the phone. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Some free okay. time. Um, yeah, no, I thought about that going over to Russia. I, but essentially, I'm just getting drunk watching all the games on my own and still getting paid by my former workplace. So it's all great. And I know, actually, I have to ask some advice. I know you guys, especially Dan, you like there was the summer of Dan last year. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give me hmm. as I have the summer of Binksy? Well, sadly, at one point, the money does run out. <laughs> I, d- I discovered that. Um, yeah, so Shucks. there is a finish line. But Binksy, mm-hmm. I would say if I, you know, if I could give you some encouragement, I think you're you're doing it perfectly. Like you're you were over in Ibiza uh, with the girls. Yes. you were you were in Barcelona, and you seem to have a terrific time over there. You, you, tell us about Barcelona. How was how was that for you? I honestly just thought I had a, a very perfectly timed bachelorette in Ibiza. Uh, obviously wild, and then I just said to myself, well, I've spent a lot of money to get over here from New York City. Why don't we just stay in Barcelona for a couple of days solo? And I mentioned to you, Jay, I had one hell of a trip in Barcelona where I, by myself, ended up, you know, just every night was out till 5 a.m. meeting new people every single day. And it was awkward at first because you have to be like, you know, talk to random strangers, which sucks. But then it's great because then you end up meeting them. I actually ran into a guy who played for the Kingston Frontenacs, and I used to cover them a hundred years ago in a bar in Barcelona. So that was, like, so wild and great. So you just never know who you're going to meet. And it opened my eyes up to just, like, getting out of our own stupid heads of, like, Okay, but here, I problems. have to interject. So Good for you. you. I like you that. You do that trip. You are an attractive, <laughs> yeah. blonde female yeah. in a foreign country. I'm a white... <laughs> average height man <laughs> in the man. same situation so i you have doors open for you i i would yeah, be the Dan, creepy I don't guy necessarily want all those doors open let's just right. say uh, right. i don't but need it, all of those doors open no you don't have to go into all the doors but you but you do have a bit more <laughs> of a leg up on dan in that situation but this is why i feel you should combine your efforts Binksy, because mm-hmm. Binksy, you will get all these doors open for you. Toolsy will be next to you, and he will help decide which doors you should enter and which doors you should perhaps mm. not. I will just through. be finding we the could, Fox affiliate in every city. Like Vicky, we could be like Vicky Christina Barcelona there. Yeah, and then you, what? You see, so you guys have a nice threesome together. Yeah, Dan and I just prey on all of Europe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Dan, like a, that's the summer think, of Dan. Dan. This turns strange. 
Hope my mom's not listening. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sandra's not listening. And even if she is, oh, I bet yeah. you later she'll be Dad. like, you know what? I like that Julie girl. You should go over there and pray <laughs> yeah. on European girls. <laughs> I, I had a little zest to your life, Dan. How is it in Orno? Is the booze back in town or is there still a Ooh, the LCBO? The LCBO left, it came back, and then it's leaving again in a couple weeks. It's gone. And it's gone for good. What the yeah. What are you doing, Dan? Yeah. What are I you know, doing? I know. <laughs> hey, Binksy, before we let you go, what's uh what's on tap? Where are you gonna be working? Uh, hey, maybe I will be the uh, bartender at TSN. Uh, maybe I'll open up a little rooftop bar for the summer. Why don't you open up a bar we'll on our set? But you, it could be yeah. like the Coors Light bar, and you Only can do Coors Julie Light. Stewart drinks. Yeah, we'll just drink Coors Light on the Jay and Dan podcast set. No, you can come up with new that. new mixes for Coors Lights. No, you know what, fellas? This is not a bad idea, and I really hope Coors Light's losing right now. Oh, they listen to actually all this. They listen to all this, Binksy. They are 100% in favor of you and Toolsy having threesomes with every random European woman that you can find. <laughs> It'll be sponsored by them when we go over to Amsterdam. I can't wait. Okay. That would be great. That'd be a, like an amazing like uh, like midsummer replacement series. Mm-hmm. Julian and we'll film it all. Yeah, film it yeah. all. Speaking of mm-hmm. uh, relationships, we have to call my cousin because um, we've got to do our Olga update. I don't know if you've been following along, but I'm Oh, in- wait. Okay, God. I need to know, Dan. Just give me the, you know, the, the Twitter account. What is what is the Olga thing at right now? What's the t- We're about to give the update. characters, what's going on? I, I can't tell you right now because I've got to read the emails. Oh, Dan's always leaving well, you I'll hanging, Binksy. listen to the pod. Yep. Binksy, I can't wait to jump in that hot tub. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, so I know you can't like this. <laughs> You'll like this. Uh, Webby, uh, we were at Webby's for the weekend, and uh, he's like, you guys going to have a shower? We're like, no, we just used your pool for that. So he, he was not very happy that we were using his pool as a, as a bathing device. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so Binksy, you probably have... use it to pee in, too, right? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're gentlemen. We but, but Binks, you've got some showers up in Muskoka, right? Well, yeah, this is, uh, as I said, Papa Stewart. He, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, our future inheritance is in this cottage right now. I'm, I'm in the boathouse right now. Oh, is, man. This, uh, t- couldn't Tulsi just move into the boat, boathouse for the summer, Binksy? Yeah. I mean, I know my dad would love it. <laughs> but that would be part of the, the test. Yes. <laughs> oh, he'd love me. He'd he love me. We'd test. be best buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be the first guy around in like a hundred years with me, so that Whoa. would be, there we go. be happy with that. Well, I don't know about that, Binksy. <laughs> well, but Binksy, I'll, uh, I'll say yeah. this, guys: I'm already on the line with a WestJet uh, owner, and uh, <laughs> I'm just working out your flight details. So, Binksy, if you could just send me your passport number, I'll make sure that all can't wait goes through, and uh, we'll get this started. Because I, for one, and I think all our podcast listeners would agree, this is going to be the trip of a lifetime for you two. Oh yes. Yeah. Women of Europe, beware. <laughs> Banksy, thanks for coming on. Uh, safe travels back to New York. Thanks, fellas. I'm glad I remembered to pick up the phone this time. Appreciate yes, it. You're the Great best, job. Banksy. Uh, that's uh, Julie Stewart Banks, a friend of the podcast. And um, wow, if you're looking. Me. Hey, she's flat out offering to take you to Europe and have like an insane time. No, the, people, are, people no. are so jealous of you right now. You're on, the one suggesting all this, so I think you have to bankroll the trip. 
Well, maybe Coors could, but I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, Those dollar dollar bills. So if anyone wants to hire Banksy, she's available for hire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. She's a she's fun. She's very cool. She's a go getter. Okay, Again, we're gonna I, we're gonna call my cousin Eric. The reason we're yeah, calling let's give him. him a call. I was uh, discussing the Olga situation with him. If you're you're new to the podcast, I've been uh, emailing a girl in Russia named Olga. We've fallen in love, and now she's asking for money, so I'm starting to think it's not for real. <laughs> but Eric believes that she is, in fact, a real person and a real human woman. And you said he has a theory as to why. Yes. So, um... We'll get, uh, we'll, we left this at... Uh, that was that was not English, what I just spoke there. Uh, we left this at... A, the, the last letter was, Dear Olga, like sands through the hourglass, so go the days of our lives. It seems an eternity since our bodies last touched, and that's because they haven't. <laughs> but with your help and generosity and a small cash contribution, we will finally meet one day. Here's my final suggestion. We split the difference and meet in London. No visas required. Or, alternate plan, I have friends at the World Cup. They've got money for you. Can you go meet them in Moscow? This is our last chance for romance. Here's Olga's response to that. In order to arrive in London, I need a Schengen visa. If you did not know. Your friends can come to my city to buy me a ticket. I can send you the address. I respond to that. I say, but they are working in Moscow. They are in your country. You can't go meet them? I sent money with them. Olga responds, Moscow's 1,000 kilometers away from me. Can they not come to my city to get acquainted with my travel agency and make sure that everything is fine? Oh, okay. To which I respond, working on getting someone to your city to drop the money off, but they are working very long hours. Olga responds, well, I hope they can help me this week so that I can come to you as soon as possible. So she and her lengthy eight-paragraph emails are done. She's just one-sentence emails now. Okay, interesting. So we uh, welcome like you're in- texting. We welcome in my uh, cousin Eric. Erica, we were discussing this the other day. You believe Olga is a real, living, breathing human woman? Dan, 1,000%. Now, why is this? What is your theory? Uh, so the money ask, let's back up to the money ask. I don't really even think it was a money ask. I think it was what any good relationship would want, you know, a little bit of halfway point. But it's $800. If she's asking for $800 from a 1,000 different men, then that's a good little cash flow. She doesn't talk about all these other men, Dan. All she talks about is you, and I think you got to meet her halfway. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. I'm starting to come around to this theory, too. You must have some other thoughts about why this woman is real. Uh, well, I, I just think that there's... She hasn't really asked for anything other than the halfway point. And if she was going to go out and just kind of fleece you and get loads of money... She would have had way more asks, way more asks. And I don't even think your responses are, are taking into account what she's saying. You got a, the whole $25 ticket. She, she took you up on it. She totally mm-hmm. took you up on it. Now you've got to find a pilot with a, a, a you know, parachute that you can jump out of a plane because there's no way you're getting there for 25 bones. Mm-hmm. And you were there. We, we, uh, we spent an afternoon together in Ottawa a couple weeks ago, and we discussed this at length, and you, you examined the photos. Do you believe the photos are real? So, it's, it's a real person in those pictures, but is it her? I hope it's her. <laughs> I mean, she's a good-looking Olga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give her that. Um, some of the some of the pieces, I think the hi my Dan, that was a bit uh, 
Right, that, that was the Photoshop picture, yes, with the, the Hi My Dan scrawled on a blank piece of paper. Yeah, it seems. Maybe, maybe, guys, she's just good with Photoshop. That's possible. Maybe, she just, maybe she's just uh, she's quite handy. She's got the, you know, the Adobe software, whatever it is. She's throwing it in. She's, she's learning how to better herself. And, um, you know, maybe that was the first crack at trying to do it. Maybe she's like, you know what? I'm going to send him some of my work. I'm going to put high my Dan on it. But she, she knows this artist. is, co- this is coming an to an end. What, what is your theory then on we've gone from eight paragraph emails to one sentence emails? So the paragraphs, I remember you showing me, and I know you hate reading them. I know you absolutely are just, you would, you're so bored with the, the length of her responses because you just want her to get to the point. Correct. But uh, she must really love you. I mean, that's a yeah, lot of words. That is a lot that's of words. Now, but now she's kind of speaking my language because I respond to eight paragraph emails from people at work and family members with one sentence. Mm-hmm. That's true. I this can true. attest to that. Yeah. yeah. You'd be lucky if you even get a response sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's usually just the letter K. K. And Dan's emoji game is not strong. No, no. Dan Dan loves just that K response. He loves it. That sums everything up. When he was down, Jay, he was, uh, he was driving and he's like, okay, I need you to text this. And he just did the emoji face. And I'm like, I have no idea what face that is. <laughs> I have no idea what you want me to do there. <laughs> He's like, that's the meh face. <laughs> I've, I've oh, no idea. yeah, the meh face. Yeah. So, no, I, I think uh, I think she's coming down to your level. And what's funny mm. is listening to you guys every week is you speak like her now. I kind of do. Yeah, that's true. You're across. You're across between Olga and Borat. <laughs> this is really something. This is uh, this is like a transformative relationship for Dan. Uh, this is this is better than pen pal. But this has to come to an end. So this next email is our last email. Like this can't go on. Like so, she's expecting what? someone to show up in her town a thousand kilometers from Moscow. These people are calling. They're working all day at the World Cup. Rob Stone's not going to no, no, Orenburg. No. Why Did you ask him? Why don't you? I, I swear to God, you start the old GoFundMe page. Get the eight hundred dollars. Yes. yes. Send her over. Yes. If you don't do that, then you don't want love. Yes, I agree. The GoFundMe page has to happen. Two GoFundMe pages. Yes. One for Olga I'm, and a I'm second for, for Julie Stewart Binks. I'm in for fifty dollars. I'm in for right? fifty Eric, as well. You know me. I, I I don't want to set that up. If you set it up, perfect. Well, <laughs> so now I'm your travel agent. No, no. You know what we'll do? We'll get one of the uh, one of the we'll bar down guys to, to do, do it. it. We'll we'll, we'll yeah, get we'll get Rick Ashley to do it. All right, our buddy, our fixer, our Ottawa fixer, who <laughs> found my license, my uh, credit card. He found everything for me. It was a good little. Or we can, we've got an intern. She's doing nothing right now. Oh, thing. Are you kidding me? We're wasting time. Yeah. Get her on it. Yeah. Okay, that's a good suggestion, Eric. We will start a GoFundMe to get Olga to Canada. And a second GoFundMe to start to fund Dan's trip to Amsterdam with Julie Stewart-Binks, where they will try to seduce as many European women as possible into threesomes. I think that one's going to get funded first. <laughs> Just a guess, though. Uh, Eric, give your uh, give your shop a plug. Oh yeah, yeah. I was actually chatting with a good good friend of your show, Mister Phillips, the other day. Oh, Chris Phillips, when he's coming yeah. by for the old uh, summer suit, it didn't go down well. <laughs> <laughs> Chris proceeded to say, uh, 
I'd rather talk about the Hoffman Carlson situation. So oh, yeah, that yeah. Was, that yeah. Was How are things in Ottawa with that? That's a bizarre. One. Well, at uh. the at the Hobbins hockey shop, I made a bit of a boo boo, and uh, I ordered a lot of Carlson teas and Hoffman teas. Ooh, way man. before all this comes out so it's either going to be amazing sales or I'm going to be sending you Dan a couple of teams <laughs> maybe <laughs> we could do a bit on the uh... <laughs> and one just says Carlson so oh. um, I went a little crazy hmm. Okay, well, visit uh, Eric's shop in the Sensplex. It's where the uh, the Sens pra- are. The Sens are any of you guys hanging around there, practicing there all summer? Or are they all out of town? No, most of them are out of town. But what's interesting is uh, Neeler, Phillips, and Bonk all have daughters on the same team, and they're at the rink all the time. It's amazing. It's like Bonk a- stuck around. Bonk is uh, Bonk is. I will say right now, he's the number one customer. That doesn't buy anything in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> the number one. He comes in all the time, and I've got all of his old cards, and he loves coming in and looking at them. And, and uh, my dad, who's Coach Chucky, we got the Coach Chucky tees. He's always in the shop, and he goes, he calls him out every time. He goes, Raddick. And he goes, yes. The national anthem's not playing because Raddick can't stand still. He's always going back and forth on his uh, right and left. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I know, I know, I know. So, uh, no, Raddick Bonk, best customer that doesn't buy anything. <laughs> Raddick, just and buy something. Uh, a pair of laces. He's going to buy something now because his daughter's a big Nashville fan. And he goes, I, I get it. Like, she's she's now coming along to hockey. And he's like, that's the last team I played for. She goes, Papa, I want that. When he goes down to the basement. So he's like, you have to order me some Nashville teas. Pekka Rene. I'm like, okay, I'm all on. Right, You're going to buy right. it, all right? You're going to buy it? Okay, Finally. I got it. It's uh, the six months to t- make one sale, but you're going to make it. <laughs> hey, it's, it's going to be a picture. There'll be a picture made for that one. <laughs> but, uh, no, the boys are in all the time, and they come on in. So, uh, yeah, come visit us. We're pretty bored. we got some Jay and Dan stuff. Still <laughs> not much. Come visit us. I'm pretty bored. <laughs> I'm pretty bored. What's summer? It's summer. No one's really at the rink. Oh, we had a fire. We had a fire. What? Oh, okay. In your shop? A lot of fire talk on the pod today. Skate machine caught on fire 10, 15 at night while I was doing a set of wheels. And then the guy proceeds to say, are you going to be able to finish them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally uh, running out the building here. And you want your your other skate done. And he's like, the game's at at 1030. It's only 1050. I'm like, dude, there's no windows here. There's the smoke is like, I'm, not enjoying the smell of burnt plastic because it fuses. And he just sits there and he's st- still taping his stick like nothing matters. He's taping his stick. He bought some laces. I just really need the other skate done. <laughs> 716. I'm like, uh, it's not going to happen, man. You, so that that so man's name? <laughs> Radic Bonk. So, so he just had one sharp skate. Did he just skate in circles? I, I didn't I didn't stick around to watch, but we've been shut uh, since Thursday because of the skate machine. Oh, well, it looks like a uh, fire sale's coming up at uh, <laughs> Hoffman's Hockey Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Not before the Hoffman and Carlson T's come in, though. Okay, good luck getting rid of those. Thanks for coming on, yeah. Eric. All right, boys. Okay, hey, you. stick on the ice. Okay. There you go. Well, this has been a fun podcast. We have learned a lot. Um, I, in all seriousness, though, Percentage chance of you and Banksy going to Europe together? I gotta look at my skid. Um, can we? Uh, that I, seems s- closer to a yes than a no. We gotta send. We gotta end this Olga. What do we do? Again, she said. Well, I hope they can help me this week so that I can come to you as soon as possible. You just send one email, and this is what it says. One sentence. Get ready. Yep. Are you a man? 
<laughs> That's it. There we go. Are you a man? Perfect. Sent. That, that There's our cliffhanger this. right there. Perfect. Hey, this has been the Jane Dan Podcast, presented by our friends at Coors Light. We really appreciate you listening. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Goodbye. They're going home! The Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light.